Today we have a special guest, Anna Schmidt. Her and I met in a podcasting group, and she's actually in my podcasting group now too. Anna, thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to be here, Brianna. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Anna had me on her podcast recently. Perfectly Paranormal is her show. Um, You want to tell everybody a little bit about what you do? Ah, I work in a very obscure job. I work as a, well, I call myself a paranormal specialist. That sort of encompasses what I do. So I clear people's homes, properties, people, caravan, pets. I clear people in places of energetic intruders, energetic imprints that shouldn't be there that affect people's sleep patterns, eating patterns, behavioural patterns, whether it be in homes, in properties, within the outbuildings of homes are interesting sometimes, sheds and garages, anywhere that people go that they leave energetic imprints behind, I go in and do like an energetic spring clean. Because what happens when people leave energetic imprints in homes and other places is that it attracts the energy beings within our environment. I just call them energy feeders. And they're the ones that people feel in their homes, like they're in bed and they can feel someone watching them. Or they're sitting in a corner reading a book and they look up and they see something sort of flicker through their home or they see this sort of slightly dark mass moving around their house. The lights might flicker, their internet might play up. They just feel uncomfortable in their homes. So I go in all around the world. I live in Hobart in Tasmania, which is a tiny little island state at the bottom of Australia. And I work worldwide doing remote house clearing. So it's it's a fascinating job. So... Tell me a little bit, we'll just start at your childhood because I want to know how you got here and our childhood has a big effect on us as an individual. So let's start there. Tell me a little bit about your childhood. Oh, yes. The childhood is always interesting for people who have very open psychic skills. So I've always been very aware of the energy world that is around us. I mean, you see the physical world, the people, the places, the things, but there's also an energetic world around us. And I'm very sensitive to feeling the energy. Sometimes I'll see spirits or darker energy beings, or I'll see pets that have passed away, or sometimes I'll hear the voices, but mostly I'm a feeler. So as a child, Who's going to believe a five or a six-year-old when they say that they can feel something in their room or they can feel something in the house, especially when you're coming from a family background of mental health issues? So on my mother's side, and I can talk about them because most of my family members have passed now, so there won't be any issues with sharing this. My mum comes from, on both sides of her family, very, very strong mental health issues, pretty much a soup pot of everything that you can think about and the mental health end of the scale, they had it. My dad's side was totally the opposite, very settled, very balanced mentally and emotionally. So when you're a child and you're in a home where there's mental health issues, especially coming up into that seven, eight, nine and into the teenage years, 
you don't tell people that you can see spirits, that you can hear spirits. So you tend to become a bit of a loner. I've spent most of my life, even though I have a family and I had a partner, I feel like I've spent most of my life by myself because I haven't been able to share what I can see, what I can feel. I've just gone through life as gone to school, got a job, met someone that I wanted to spend my life with, had a family, but always in the background, there was all this psychic stuff going on. So when I got to around about the age 25, 30, I was working at a local primary school as a teacher assistant. And I just always had this fascination with reading cards, like tarot cards, oracle cards. It wasn't really my thing. More so, I was interested in the palmistry and the numerology. And as I was getting older and settling more into who I was, I started to not worry about what other people were thinking because I've always been different. Never had a lot of friends, not that you could see. There was always people around me that you couldn't see that I would talk to. But I've just always kept to myself. And as I've got older, I've started to share what I do and people go, oh, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Can you come and have a look at my house? So I can walk into a property. I don't even have to get out of the car sometimes. I'll pull up into someone's driveway and instantly my bodily senses, I'll get brain fog. I might get a stomachache. I might get a pain or a migraine. I don't have migraines. So I'm not a headache sort of person. It's not part of my makeup. So if I get the sort of the cough or I get the migraine or my brain starts to get foggy. As soon as I've pulled into that person's driveway, I'm like, yep, there's either energetic imprints in this home or there's paranormal beings present. Now, as I got older again, and now I'm in my 50s, when I got to my 40s, I was like, you know what? I want to do this work full time. I'd been sort of dabbling in doing the house clearing work, doing the palmistry, the numerology, talking to people about spirits and dark energy beings. And I went, you know what? This is who I am. And if people don't like it, it's just too bad because you get to your 40s and you go, you know what? I don't care what people think. This is a general life thing. You start to own who you are and you just settle into it. So I've found that since my mid-30s, sort of heading into that 40 period, so I'm about, that's about 25 years ago for me, I've actually started really owning it. And I share it through my podcast, through people in person. I've written a couple of books. And I'm finding that the more I share People are understanding it and I'm getting referral after referral after referral from local clients, from overseas clients. doesn't matter where you are in the world. I can work from my kitchen in Hobart, Tasmania with a floor plan of your home, a photo of your home, the address. We have a conversation. We talk about some of the issues. I can tune into that property because I'm very... I'm very attuned into my psychic skills, if you want to call it that. I believe in ESP and seeing beyond what you can see tangibly. And when you believe in it, it works. So I got a question about your parents. You said they had a lot of mental health issues. Was this diagnosed or is this just something you see looking back? Oh, no, this was diagnosed 
there was schizophrenia and all all sorts of things going on in the family. But there was also the aspect that I thought that part of it was my mum's family were very psychically open and they were sensing the energy world that's around us. So my mum or my uncle or some of the other family members that used to talk to people that you couldn't see, was it a mental health issue or were they like me but a bit afraid of it? not really sure of it, sort of gone down more the scared end of the scale, not the curious and I want to know more and I'm not frightened. So they were all mental, they were all diagnosed to have mental health issues. But I just kept mine to myself because I didn't want to be forced to take pills or to have treatments for something that I felt for me wasn't a mental health issue, but was more, I've always been into the spiritual, always been into the psychic stuff. So I knew there was something more to it. But when you're a child, and even when you're an adult, I could never say to my mum, I mean, I'd go to see her and she'd have the kettle boiled and the cups ready. And she said, oh, I knew you were coming. And I did not tell her the time of the day that I was turning up to her house. And I was like, yep. You're, you've got psychic abilities that you haven't acknowledged or you don't want to acknowledge because it does frighten some people. She went down the mental health track because that's what she felt she needed. Whereas I've never felt like I've needed that. I mean, I'm totally normal. I mean, you're listening and talking to me now. And I am a totally, well, what's normal? I'm a totally unique sort of Normal is such a, a weird word. I mean, who's normal? We're all different. We've all got our different understandings and different life experiences. But it's it's interesting, the, the connection between mental health issues and the paranormal or the energy world that's around us. But because I'm not a diagnosed, sorry, I'll say that again. Because I'm not a qualified doctor or a mental health practitioner, I can't comment on that other than from an energy worker's perspective. This is what I say to my clients. I don't work with people who, this is for personal energy clearings. They have to see their doctor first to make sure there's no, no bodily issues, no nothing wrong with their body, their physical body that needs help. They have to see their mental health practitioner to make sure they don't have any emotional traumas or any triggers that are present that are a mental health issue if they find that they've seen those two different types of practitioners and they're like, there's, there's something else. I'm taking my antidepressants. I've seen the doctor. I am healthy within my body, but I'm still not right. There is still something that's not right about me. That's when you look at them energetically, because I think of people as a holistic, you've got to have the medical, the mental health care and the energetic care, but energy at the the energetic care is never first. It's always third on my list. Yeah. So how did you know when you were five years old that these were spirits that were you were seeing or talking to? Were you, you ah, aware of such a thing? Because some kids are just so naive. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I'm very... They tend to affect me very physically. I get lots of pod, 
I get lots of prods, pokes, pushes, punches, pinches, and I even get electric shocks sometimes from the darker energy beings when you upset them. But as a child, I'd be in bed and I'd be just drifting off to sleep. Something would tug on the blankets. Like we didn't have pets. There was no cats, no dogs. There was nothing that could be pulling on the blankets. I would get sort of nudges in bed. And it's not like that dropping feeling you get sometimes when you're moving from different through different sleep phases. Sometimes you get that jolt or that you feel like you're dropping in bed. If people are listening, they may have had that experience. This is different. This is like a physical person poking you in the back or pushing your foot. What they like to do with me now is they like to pull on my ankles because they know that that's a weak spot within my physical body. So if if I'm about to start a house clearing and some of the paranormal beings that are present there, I've had the conversation with them and I said, look, you just simply need to move house. You're not going to be harmed or hurt in any way. You just simply need to move from this property when I'm doing the work. You just go somewhere else. So I will get a little bit of a barrage of uh, distraction tactics the night before I start these jobs. So it's similar to what it was when I was a child. I would get sort of the pokes or the nudges or my little bedside light would turn on by itself. And it wasn't one of those tapping lights. It was back in the, I don't know, 40 years ago. You had to actually press the button. It was one of those buttons that was, you had to really press it quite hard to get it to turn on. And this light would turn on and off all the time by itself. I ended up having to ask my dad to uh, disconnect it because it was connected to my bed and then it stopped happening. But, yeah, when you're a child and you see you see movement, you see these ripples of energy. Like I've never seen full apparitions. That's not my skill. Everyone is skilled in different ways when it comes to ESP or the, or the seven clear senses, whether you see, hear, feel, touch, taste, know. I'm a feeler, which is clairsentience, I think. But sometimes I would see an outline of a person or in my mind, I would see a little movie and I'm going to bed and I'm trying to relax, but I'm seeing something happening in my mind. And when I look back at it now, the spirits were aware that I had the psychic skills. When you're five, six, seven, eight, and you're turning, you know, going into teenage years, you don't know or you don't really want to be doing this work. It's a little bit weird. It's a bit freaky. You're trying to fit in. Like you're going to school. You don't want to be saying to people, do you realize that there's someone sitting next to you? And they're like, what? There's no one there. But I feel really cold sitting here. There's someone, you know, I feel cold on this side. And I'm going, yeah, I know why you're cold. Because I can can see the man sitting next to you. But you you can't tell anyone about that because I just think you're totally loopy. And that's when you get carted off to the doctor, put on the pills. Because my mum was on tablets from, oh, let me think, probably the age of 14. She was put on three or four different types of uh, mental health medications, you know, and I didn't want to go down that track. I'm like, that's not me. That is not me. I am not choosing that path. I believe that it is spiritual for me, that I am seeing these people. And now I look back, this is where I got sidetracked a minute ago. I look back now, all I wanted was help. They're going, they're pulling on my blankets because they're going, we know you can help us. 
And I'm a young child going, I don't know what that is. You know, you put the blankets over your head and you just hope it goes away. They're just telling me that they wanted help. Now I recognize that. So if I'm sitting in my chair over there doing my work on someone's home and all of a sudden I get this very gentle sort of touch on the shoulder or they'll touch my hair, I'm like, oh, got some spirits here who want help. The, the darker energy is a little bit more, I don't want to use the word aggressive because they're not nasty. They're a bit more pushy when they want your attention. Spirits tend to be quite gentle in their approach. So it's it's an interesting world around us, but I, I could talk about this for hours because I literally live this 24 hours a day. It is just something. So I've taken my passion and turned it into a career that I can use to help people around us. Yeah. So I want to know what has your romantic life been like? <laughs> and how oh my has gosh. been, you know, with this power that you have? Well, it was it was interesting. I won't go into all the details because they're not relevant. Yeah. The person that I was partnered with didn't really believe in what I wanted to do. I kept it hidden a long time because I knew that it wasn't his beliefs and it may have even frightened him a little bit because it just wasn't his thing. So I had to keep it to myself. And I was married for quite a long time and we ended up going our own way. Yeah, And what part of that was I think that he wanted something else in life. But I am so tuned in right from childhood to working with the spirit realm. I, I specialize in the darker realm in a respectful way. And I think that just freaked him out. Like, seriously, he just didn't cope with it. He wanted a normal woman. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted someone that understood what he needed and wasn't into all the weird sort of weird sort of woo-woo freaky stuff. How old were you when you got married? 19. Okay. So how long were y'all together? 30 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so at the 15-year period, which is sort of, I was sort of in that late 30s, I got myself a deck of tarot cards. Now, they came from the local, we call them the tip shop here. What it is, it's a recycle center that's connected to the local dump where people go and chuck their rubbish. But when you've got good things that you just don't want anymore, you can drop them off at these shops here in Australia. We call them tip shops. Technically, they're called uh, recycle centres or resource shops. So I'm wandering around because I love buying secondhand things. I very rarely go to the shop and buy something new. I like getting pots and, you know, different things for the garden and stuff from these recycle shops. And I'm in there and there's this deck of cards. And I'm like, oh, 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 I want to get them. And then I went, oh, no. And I'm going through in my head, how am I going to keep it hidden from the husband? Because I knew it would, it would still was scary, but it's not his thing. You know how people can get a bit upset sometimes when, they're, when their perspectives are challenged. And he was quite determined that what I was doing wasn't acceptable. So I felt very early on, I just needed to keep it to myself. So I bought this little deck of cards and I used to go to bed early and I would, you know, give myself little readings and just sort of play with them and just 
get get comfortable with the fact that this was this was okay. This was an expert. This was an aspect of life that is not for everyone, but it's totally normal. This is why I educate people through my podcast and through YouTube is that the energy world around us is normal. Whether you're talking to your spirit guides, angels, archangels, or granddad come and sits and smokes his cigar next to you when you're outside in the backyard, you know, just enjoying the view. Or, you know, if you've got grandma coming to you in your dreams, this is a totally normal aspect of life. So I just used to keep it hidden. And as I become more open and I'd start to go and do psychic expos, so I'd moved away from the cards. I was more into reading hands. I love reading the lines on people's hands and I love the numbers. So I would do the numerology. We've got incoming. I just heard them through the cracks. They come through the the wall here will crack when I've got beings coming in. So if you hear this cracking going on, I call it incoming. Sorry, I'll get sidetracked. Goldfish brain sometimes. So I'm going to these events and I'm just loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. But he lived a different lifestyle, which is okay because we're all individuals. We all have our own hobbies, but we just weren't destined to stay together because what I do, I think, is my sole contract for many, many, many lifetimes is that I work with the paranormal. I work in the spirit realm, but in a physical form because people like me who do this work, we are the connection point for higher vibrational beings so that they can work through us in this reality because your guides, angels, archangels, Jesus, Buddha, whatever your name you want to give it, they can't, how can I put it? They can't interact with this reality because they're of a higher vibration. I can't give you the science around it all if people want to go down that track. It's not the way I work. But I just see them as they have a different frequency. So what they do is they'll use people like myself who are very tuned in. There's millions of us around the world. We've all got our own skills. And we're kind of like these channeling points for energy. So when I work with transitioning spirits, I will use my process. They go through me through my energy centers, the chakras that are within us and above our head, we're, we're used as these channeling points for the energy beings, well, for the spirits to be able to move on into the afterlife. And I'm sort of a channeling point for the darker realm as well, because that's what I specialize in. I have a fascination with the Lower vibrational beings, they are super, super interesting. And they're not what you see in the movies. They're not what you've been told about at church. They will give you that if that's what you want. But if you understand them and give them a chance to speak and say what they want to say, they're actually really interesting. So romantically, my romantic life wasn't, it doesn't interest me. It's not really my thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not what I focus on. I am so, I call myself a paranormal addict because I am so addicted to the work I do and to knowing everything that I can learn about the paranormal so I can share it with people. So romance in a score of one to 10 would probably be about oh, 15 on my list of important things. <laughs> so I'm just wondering, 
did your work have anything to do with the reason why y'all went your separate ways? I don't think so. I think we were destined from the beginning. We're just different people. We had different outlooks on life. He loved new things, like he would love the technology and he liked to buy things and he only had a good income. So he could go and buy the new phones and technology, whereas I'm totally at the other end of the scale. I'm not sure what you call them in the US, whether that's frugal or thrifty or I loved secondhand shops and I loved, I call it treasure hunting. You're going looking for all the little treasures and the bargains you can get. We were just different people. I'm not yeah. quite sure why the universe put us together, but they did, and we learned a lot from it. I mean, I still see him. He's quite happy now. He's got another partner. He's living a happy life, but I love what I do, and romance and partners don't fit into what I do because what I do is sometimes it it affects me in the middle of the night. It affects me during the day, in the afternoons, in the evenings. Paranormal beings are constantly coming and going because they know I'm interested in them because I've got lots and lots of work on all around the world. I've got jobs on, whether it be properties or personal work. And once you put out there that you want to do this work, they will come to you. This is why I say to people, I get people saying to me, oh, can you teach me what you do? And I only want to do it, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I'm like, that won't work. Won't work. You put out there you want to work with the paranormal, whether it be spirit transition, you want to start it, you want to just start helping the spirits that are roaming the earth to transition into the afterlife. You do have to put up boundaries, but you can't go, oh, look, you can only come Tuesday and Thursday because it doesn't work. Once they know you want to do the work, they're going to be there at nine o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock at night. I've had to put up a bedroom boundary. So they do not come into my bedroom. It works maybe mm, 80% of the time I get good sleep, but I only sleep mainly about four, maybe five hours at a push. So it's I'm just hypersensitive, hyper-energetic. As soon as I wake up, they know I'm awake. They feel my consciousness coming out of that dream state. And I get that cracking in the walls. They're in the house. They're like, right, you're awake. We want to go now. And I'm like, no, nah. you go out and wait in my kitchen. When you see me open my folder, get my pendulum out, that's when you come into the house. So I'll ignore them. I'll lie in bed and ignore them at 5 o'clock in the morning because I'm not getting up. Once you start the habit, it's like with young children, if you don't say to them, look, no, mummy doesn't get up till 6.30, they're going to be in your bedroom at 4 o'clock in the morning. When they're awake, they're like, right, I want breakfast now. So I'm like, nope. So it's like trying to manage a bunch of five-year-olds or if you're dealing with demonic beings, it's like dealing with a bunch of teenagers that, that want their way right now. Yeah. But they've had to learn patience because I'm like, no, nope, you can't tell me what to do. Even though I do get the electric shocks, which are really interesting. I've had electric shocks in my eyelids, uh, in the corners of my mouth, uh, through the back of my knees. They do that as a annoyance. They get annoyed. They'll give you a shock sometimes. It's really, I find I laugh about it. I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't work. Don't bother. I'm not getting up. You have to wait. Did you have any children? I did. I have three lovely children who are now grown adults. They have their own perspectives about what I do. And I don't push what I do onto anyone. Yeah. 
I am who I am. I do what I do. And at 55, I now fully own it. At 40, I was starting to fully own it. Now I just totally live the life. This is what I do 24-7, 365 days a year, basically. And they just go with it because I think they can sense the work that I'm doing is valuable. It assists people personally and it assists people to be able to live comfortably in their homes. So they just leave me to it. You know, we very rarely do we have conversations about it, but they're okay. They just leave me to do what I'm doing. Yeah. So do your any of your kids have any of your abilities, like psychic abilities? We haven't discussed that, but they're most likely. I mean, most people, if I was to be totally honest, I would say that 100% of the population have the capacity to use and develop their psychic abilities. We all have it, but it's whether you want to use them, whether you're frightened of it, whether you don't understand what the benefits would be. But it's understanding that it's not as scary as what you think. This is what I say to people about dark and demonic beings. They're not what you see in the movies. They'll do that if that's what you want because they know that will trigger you and then they can feed off the fear and the paranoia that you create. Well, if you just sit back and go, all right, guys, you know, why are you here? Like, I know there's some here now because we're talking about them. They're always listening. And they've got egos just like we do. So they're like, oh, she's talking about us again. We're just going to go and have a listen. But it's people all have their own perspectives, you know. So I just, I don't push it on people. And if my kids ever ask me, what do you do? I'm interested. Tell me more then I will explain it to them. But, you know, it is what it is. And if they choose to develop their skills in the future, it's totally up to them. But we all have different skills. Just because my children come from me doesn't mean that they're going to have the same skills that I do. They may have totally different intuitive skills. Yeah. So do you have any grandkids? No, haven't gone down that track. <laughs> My kids are all busy working, partnered, happy life, doing their own thing. No, I haven't gone down the grandchildren track. Okay. So any of your kids married yet? No, they're all partnered and they're all just happy doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering because we've had a few conversations, but I haven't asked if you had any kids yet. <laughs> so I was just interested. You know, that's okay. I mean, my kids grew up with who I am and what I do. They saw yeah. me using the yeah. cards as I become more comfortable with it. They saw me playing with the cards and I had people come here and I do palmistry readings. I talk about the numerology. I make it normal because it is normal. The psychic stuff is part of our lives, but it's just if, like I said before, if we're ready to use it, if we want to use it, if we're not, if we really don't care, that's totally okay. But, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. So how do you think you ended up where you did? I know it started in childhood. Yep, yep, yep. Like, so I let it I let it evolve as it yeah. needed to. So I don't know that being what I call myself as paranormal specialist and a house energy clearer is my final goal in life. I don't know if that's where I stop now. I have no idea. 
But I just trust management, as I call them, which is your God source, creator energy, your angels, archangels. I just trust that they are guiding me towards what I need to be doing in life because I've always put myself out there as service to to the public. You know, I've done life coaching in a spiritual sense, helping people develop their psychic skills, and I'm like, yeah, that's okay, but it's not me. I work with the dark beings. And I always knew they were there as a child, but I'm like, no, I'm not going down that track. Don't want to think about them. They're a bit scary. But as I've evolved through, you know, the cards and the and the palmistry and stuff, I am just, I just love what I do. I'm so passionate about it. And I feel that this is what I'm meant to be doing. But if they then upskill it or change my direction, I think I'll always work in the paranormal realm because I understand them so well. And people who listen to my podcast and watch me on YouTube, they go, look, yeah, you're just genuine. You're just authentic about it. There's none of the spooky, spooky jump scares and the frightening stuff and the rocks getting thrown and all the weird stuff that you see in paranormal investigations or in the movies a lot of that is designed, what you see in the movies is designed for entertainment. It's designed to get the adrenaline rush going, but it creates a lot of fear and, can I say, distrust around the paranormal. Because dark beings, when you think about them, instantly you go, oh, my God, I'm frightened. But really, no, they have their reasons why they're here. And quite often they will give us exactly what we want so if you want them to be frightening and if you want them to come through the wall dressed as a i don't know a clown or or some weird freaky thing that frightens you then they're going to do that but if that's not what you want then they listen they observe they take note of who we are and what triggers us and once you understand them you actually learn a lot about yourself through working with these beings yeah Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else that you want to share with us? Oh, look, I could talk for hours about the paranormal, but I just want to say to people, just as a general life experience, because I'm an old lady now at 55, it's just if you have a passion about something in life that you just, you wake up every morning and you just think about nothing else. Follow that passion in life. Yes, you may have to work a job for an income and you can have your passion on the side like I did for a long time. But eventually, if it's what you want to do, who you are and what you want to be, allow yourself to go towards that. Even if people around you may judge you, they don't understand it. I went through all this, but I am so good at what I do now, and I love my work and I see the results for my clients, I'm so glad I've taken this path, you know, and just allowed myself to be who I am. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's really good advice. And especially um, being a podcaster, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now, you know, just doing what I got to do, following a passion and, you know, letting it play out the way it's meant to play out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it might change. You know, I thought I was going down one path. I think I've had five or six or even 10 changes in my life direction where it comes to work. Every time I think I'm going to be something and I learn all the skills for that, 
what it is. It's actually part of my toolkit for what I need. So I always say to people, just do all the courses, all the things that you think you need to be doing because they're going to come in handy in the future. But that life coach or that teacher assistant or that palm reader or, or numerologist wasn't who I was, but it taught me the skills that I use now. So allow yourself to evolve and grow towards what you're passionate about. Yes, I love that so much as well. Because I see looking back, my path has already changed a lot. And I know I'm much younger than you. So, you know, it's just life's a journey, definitely. It is. It is. And you've got to take the ups and the downs and you've got to allow yourself to experience things. Even if your family don't understand why you're doing what you're doing, if you are so drawn, your energy is drawn to doing it. And like I said, if you can't think about anything else but that, that is who you're meant to be. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining me today. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Let everybody know where they can find you one more time. Ah, so you can find me at Perfectly Paranormal on all good podcasting apps. You'll find me on YouTube at Anna Paranormal Specialist. My website is spiritualbeing, be-ing.com. I think it's .com.au. I can never remember. So spiritualbeing.com.au. And you'll find me on Facebook at Anna Paranormal Specialist.